Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Series Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that is our weekly buzz, where we give you a rundown of the new stories that's going on in the Amazon, Walmart, and e-commerce world. We have interviews with people in the industry you need to hear from and give you training tips of the week that will give you serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. Let's see what's buzzing this week. We've got uh, a few news articles about maybe, you know, the first entry into the kind of metaverse potentially for Amazon. Uh, we've got a news story about Amazon offering some rebates to buyers who go and pick up their products and a new way to even uh, advertise on podcast ads. Uh, make sure to stay uh, on after the news, though, because I've got two training tips of the week. One is something that will help you with your barcode creation, whether you're an arbitrage seller or you're a private label seller. And another thing that allows you to do historical keyword research that I think is super important for uh, our elite members to be able to use and others as well. And also, we've got a, a clip from our AMPM podcast of the week as well. I'm going to share with you guys. All right, let's go ahead and see what's buzzing. Now, before we get into the news articles, I just want to highlight something. Um, in a couple of weeks, on May 24th, we're having a party at near our headquarters at Dave and Buster's in Irvine. So everybody is invited. Make sure to come on down. Those of you who live around Southern California who want to come hang out, uh, go to h10.me forward slash Irvine, I-R-V-I-N-E. We rented out a large conference room and offering food and drinks and just a, to, to hang out. For those who don't know, we used to do that way back in the day, like five, six years ago at that exact Dave & Buster's because that's down the street from our Helium 10 offices. So if you guys are in Southern California, tickets are free, food is free, the fun is free. Uh, make sure to come out. Um, it's going to be May 24th at uh, 7 p.m., I believe. So just go to h10.me forward slash Irvine if you would like to have tickets. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into the uh, news. Now, the first article I wanted to bring out today is actually from Amazon itself, but there's a lot of news uh, outlets talking about this, but it's from a, a new thing called Amazon Anywhere. All right, Amazon Anywhere, it says you can now buy physical products in games and apps with Amazon Anywhere. It says this New offering enables immersive shopping experiences for video games, virtual worlds, and mobile apps, starting with a new augmented reality adventure pet game, Parid, Parido, Peridot. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. But anyways, uh, Amazon says here in this press release, whether you're playing video games or using your favorite mobile app, Amazon is extending the fun with within virtual worlds and interactive digital environments with a new immersive shopping experience. So like you'll be in this game, right? Um, or, or other games or virtual worlds, and then you'll be like actually able to purchase products like swag from the manufacturers um, or the, you know, the authors of different games or different worlds. And so it's a great way for these people to kind of promote their own merch. But then I could see a world where, you know, third party sellers, you know, link with certain games and say, hey, can can I put my my coffin shelf in your spooky game, you know, so that people can buy, you know, for example. So something very interesting. Um, if you guys want more information, make sure to check the uh, links in the YouTube video uh, for the uh, links to the article. And you can see if you're a developer or a creator on how to get into um, how to get into that program. Now, the next article here is just a, a simple one from Amazon itself. And Seller Century might have seen it uh, this week where there's new listing attributes that are going to be required starting in June 6th. So you've got a little bit less than a month for these. But if you're going to make a new listing 
um, you have got to have color name. Like if you're selling backpack, underpants, uh, and some other random things like costume outfit, you've got to have size name um, in some, and then product description. I, I don't understand this one. I mean, product description has always been a required attribute as far as I know, unless this is something, uh, something different. But if you guys want a full list of the new attributes and which kinds of products are going to require that, make sure to uh, check out your seller shop. Uh, seller central dashboard for that um next article is from reuters and it's entitled amazon plans more warehouses and higher headcount in europe all right so this is interesting that you know you've heard of amazon maybe in the u.s you know dialing back there's you know been maybe some uh, warehouse closing and and layoffs and things like that but it sounds like you know full speed ahead in amazon europe um an executive said this tuesday that they plan to open new warehouses and hire more people. Now, Amazon has invested $156 billion in Europe since 2010, and they are uh, trying to increase from their current 70 fulfillment centers in Europe. So are you selling an Amazon Europe yet? Um, I think uh, they're, they're not I think. I mean, this article says that they're definitely looking to expand their footprint to give customers in Europe a little bit faster delivery and a better experience overall. So good news for those who sell in Europe. Next article here is also from Reuters and it's called Amazon offers US shoppers $10 to pick up purchases as it targets delivery costs. All right, so some customers have gotten messages this week where there's like saying, hey, would you like to pick up this, pro this, this purchase instead of having it delivered and we'll pay you $10, all right? So uh, Amazon says that, hey, this is not a cost-cutting measure. <laughs> That's kind of in, in contrast with what Reuters is trying to say here, but it's only applying to customers who haven't used Amazon Pickup and haven't used that or haven't used that service in the last um, 12 months. Uh, and it's a, basically it's $10 you can get to retrieve and order $25 or more at company pickup points at locations such as Whole Foods, Amazon Fresh, or Kohl's stores. I don't know about you guys. I have never, ever, uh, pick something up like, like I don't know why anybody would like to me that 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 defies the the whole benefit of Amazon to have stuff just delivered to my door but who knows maybe this could help things maybe there are some people who prefer to pick up things at you know instead of having it delivered or they're worried about you know like safety or something like that in that case you know, like something expensive right you know okay maybe you know instead of having it dropped off at your door maybe you would want to pick it up and now guess what you get ten dollars uh, if you you know, for some customers who decide to go uh, and do that. Our uh, last article was something released uh, last last week. I, th I just thought it was interesting that Amazon uh, is going to have podcast ads uh, generally available in the UK through Amazon DSP. So if you're using Amazon DSP and you are selling in the UK, uh, there's going to be podcast programmatic inventory now available for advertisers. All right. So who knows? Maybe there'll be a day where you can go ahead and um, you know buy in your DSP account advertising on uh, on the Serious Sellers podcast. All right, that's it for the uh, news this week. Now I have a couple of uh, cool training tips I want to share with you um, about that. I think that'll help you, especially as we go into uh, Prime Day this year or some some different holidays or or if you're trying to do some competitor research. And one of these is in Cerebro for and mainly for Elite members, uh, but you know just to. Get, you elite members, I know a lot of you guys watch this show. I want really want you to understand the power that's in your hands here and then something for you uh, others to strive to look forward to 
when this feature uh, could be released or when you guys become elite members. And like, let's say, let's say that I'm actually looking at uh, my top competitor for coffin shelf. All right. This is one guy who's always had a low price. I'm not trying to, you know, catch his price, but, but he's been like number one in the game for the last year um, for this coffin shelf. Right. And so maybe I'm looking at his BSR chart. Right. And I can see where he's gone out of stock. You know, this is a, this is a training tip in itself. You know, look at their BSR chart. You can see exactly when they go out of stock, how often they're out of stock and maybe when they had sales increases for those who you know don't know how to read BSR charts. If you see a dip uh, in the sales chart or in the BSR chart, you can correlate that to an increase in sales. All right. So like you can see one here around Prime Day last year. But if you look for a consistent month where they were just crushing it so much so that they went out of stock, it was in the month of December. All right. So if you see this, what I would do is I would run Cerebro on my listing or on their listing. And I would first run it in the month before their sales increase. So in this case, November. All right. So I ran Cerebro for November for their account. And then I hit show historical trend. And what this is doing is it's showing me. Um, all of their month by month organic and sponsored strategy. And right off the bat, I can see they were just like kind of cr doing ads like crazy in in November and December of last year. Now November, as you can see, it didn't really pay off for them, right? They didn't have that 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 high of sales. So what I can do is I can actually click on this month, which is November of last year, and I want to see what were their keyword ranks on average for that month. And that's what's showing here. So it's like, Hey, what is Cerebro as of November of last year? Because that was the, the, the month right before their sales increase. All right. Where are they on page one? And then I do the same thing for now, December, which is the month that they had increased sales because I'm like, Hey, can I correlate an increase in like keyword rank or they started ranking on something that they weren't in November. And then that probably would explain some of the increase in sales. Right. So like, for example, I could see this room, I believe, or this room, this uh, keyword goth wall decor in December, they were ranking in the top five. But if you look on their November, they were not even ranked for goth wall decor. So you could clearly say that, hey, they must some of their keyword, you know, not every everything, some of their keyword uh, sales increase could definitely be attributed to this keyword goth wall decor. And so now if this is my product, I'm like, hey, maybe I didn't know about this keyword myself or I wasn't really paying attention to it in PPC or it's not important. Let me go ahead and test something out where I'm show showing up at top of search for this keyword because it resulted, you know, just by my competitor getting at the top of the search results for this keyword, it resulted in getting them more sales. So why couldn't they get more sales from me? So this is the kind of thing that you can do when you're doing historical Cerebro analysis. Obviously, there's way more uh, applications that you can do. You can look at sponsored ranks and, and the history of search volume and things like that. But I highly, highly recommend when you're looking at your competitors, use the historical Cerebro feature, you elite members, so that you can you can kind of see what's going on um, also on the flip side, you know, I talked about a sales increase. You want to look at sales decreases of your competitors, right? Like, like the next month their sales tanked. Well, I, I'm going to look at historical cerebral to say, hey, where did they lose their keyword ranking? Um, in order to see, hey, I got to make sure I don't lose my keyword ranking for this keyword, right? Uh, one more tip of the day, and this is in Helium 10 portals. I literally just did this last week. And I was like, you know, I bet you a lot of people don't even realize this is potential. Uh, 
strategy. But go into Helium 10 portals, guys, and you can create your barcodes here. So this is for sellers who maybe, um, you know, like maybe you're an arbitrage seller, you print your own barcodes to send things to FBA. Well, instead of just trying to make, you know, you print the, the Amazon FBA ones that are ugly, you can actually go in here and print whatever you want onto the barcode. So you can put other other words and things. Now me, I was doing um, a new, I forgot, it might've been a coffin shelf order or something. And I didn't want just the Amazon barcode. And I didn't have to, I didn't want to like take the time to go design some fancy sticker. Like you totally should do that. So within five minutes, I was able to create my own custom barcode and I sent it as a PDF file to my supplier and they're gonna put it on my box. So if um, here's an example, this is not one that I actually did. This is just a, a sample of one that you guys are seeing here. But the way you do it is you just import your product from Seller Central and import your FN SKU number, you know, those ones that start with an X, and it'll put the barcode right in here. You put what you want as the name uh, uh, of the product name on there. You don't have to, you, know, you guys know the ones that Amazon prints, it's like completely truncated and cut off in random places. You can print exactly what you want in there. You can even put your Made in China sticker on there so you don't have to have a separate Made in China sticker. You, you pick what size of barcode you want it to be, I like doing this five by three inch one. And then we have different templates that you could use in order to go ahead and print out, um, you know, like a nice graphical one. And then I could upload my own logos and, and color schemes and things. And now I've got this file that I just made in like less than five minutes, download it, send it off to my factory and tell them, hey, print this on the box instead of putting one of those those boring Amazon FBA stickers, right? So, so this is something you guys who have Helium 10, you've got access to this uh, barcode barcode labels inside of Helium 10 portals. All right, you guys notice I'm wearing an AMPM podcast shirt. Uh, the next clip uh, is actually from the AMPM podcast that's coming out tomorrow. This is actually a uh, part of the um, the edits to it. Like, so this is not even going to be in tomorrow's episode, but but tomorrow's episode is cool because it's it has Paul Raffleson who was one of the reasons that you guys don't have to, you guys, we all don't have to collect sales tax anymore. There's things that were going on that were crazy where Amazon was maybe, or different states were requiring uh, Amazon sellers to collect taxes in every single state. You know, imagine what kind of a nightmare that would be. Paul was one of the ones who, who fought to, to change that. Now we don't have to worry uh, about that. So here's a clip uh, about talking about something that, uh, about what the current status of kind of like the aggregator world today. So Kevin and Paul, take it away. And you also are helping doing a lot of stuff in the uh, the mergers and acquisitions side of things. And you were helping, uh, you know, when the big aggregator push was coming, you were you were involved in some of that. What are you seeing along those lines now? I mean, everything has calmed down, but what are what are you seeing from the legal side of things, uh, how, how things have changed? In 2021, we did about a quarter billion dollars for our clients in exits. Um, and that's realized cash at closing, not not, you know, not including any possible earnouts. Um, that was quite a bubble. We still are doing quite a lot. I don't think we're doing quite that much in the last in the last year and a half since then, but or almost year and a half. But we are busy. So there is still a market. People are still selling their businesses. But yes, we've seen a lot of the major aggregators have stopped buying. We're seeing a lot of new aggregators hitting the market. And what I've noticed is, you know, the multiples have calmed down. So we're not seeing these crazy, you know, multiples that we used to see. And then I think what I think people who are getting, I think the people who are probably hurting the most are the people who make a lot of money, like the people whose businesses are probably doing like two or three million where like in profit, you know, or, or you know, actually probably say, you know, one to three, you know, and that sort of one to three million range. 
I feel like those multiples probably are too low. I think that they're they're not getting, you know, if they're going with an aggregator, I feel like those multiples have come down. So I, I kind of, you know, encourage people to talk to bankers and different different types of brokers to get better uh, better help sometimes because you know maybe the Amazon aggregator market isn't for you. What's what's appealing about the Amazon aggregator is it, it is quick, right? An investment banking process can take months and months and months. Um, Amazon aggregator deals tend to move quick, although not as quick as they used to. They still move uh, much quicker than sort of traditional strategic banking type transactions uh, or, or private equity. All right. Thanks a lot for that, Paul and Kevin. Don't forget that podcast is going to drop tomorrow just on whatever you're listening to this on, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Go to AM slash PM podcast and make sure to subscribe and listen to that full episode with Paul and other great episodes that uh, Kevin has been recording. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Weekly Buzz. I'll see you next week to see what's buzzing.